0: next step that's or text next step to 53342 new york call the 247 Line at 18778hope and y or text hope and y 467369
1: was there a literal christmas party
0: or was this movie the christmas party that's what i want to know here's the thing you don't invite ghostwriter to a christmas party because shit's going to get hot real quick nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. they will by the end of this will they and that's what we call a future callback we just did a future callback for this episode that we haven't even recorded yet. That's breaking new ground. How about that? How about that? I'm so jacked up for this episode. Would you say you're cranked up? There's a high voltage going through me.
2: What's the pro? what's the pun there?
0: The director did crank and crank to high voltage. Zach, do you feel the spirit of vengeance flowing through your body? I do. I do feel that. I'm a gamer. <laughs> For the Brian Taylor heads out there, this is going to crush.
2: I have no idea what's happening. Your picks have been
0: horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? it? Isn't, Isn't it? it? It's, it's possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about.
3: Poppycock.
0: It's a
2: fuckhouse. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind.
3: Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? What story?
0: You're talking about. Do you want lunch? I've yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that you picked this motherfucker. <laughs> just remember that.
3: You know the problem with Hollywood is they make shit, unbelievable, unremarkable shit.
2: I was legitimately offended. You were I, offended. Was, a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all (laughs) alone.
0: Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper, that's Amin Al-Hassan, that's Anthony Mays. If you have a submission, reminder, 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience or the critic score. This week on Cinephobe, we watched the 2017 horror movie, Mom and Dad. Back in the cage, boys. I am the son of a pastor. Mom and Dad stars Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. This is Cage's sixth time on this show. And You know the Academy Award-winning actor from Next, Knowing, Ghostwriter, Wicker Man, and Primal—the king of the repeat offenders. What repeat offense of what? That's what I call
1: anybody who showed up on this podcast who has multiple movies on this podcast—a repeat offender. Okay, I thought you were taking a
0: shot at, at Nicholas Cage, who's given us so much in this, so much content here. Right? It's got to be crazy to be misunderstood the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's misunderstood. I understand him pretty well at this point. <laughs> you may remember Selma Blair from Cruel Intentions, the Hellboy franchise, and The Sweetest Thing. There's also Ann Winters from 13 Reasons Why and Night School, Zachary Arthur from Transparent and The Fifth Wave, and we also get Lance Henriksen.
2: You just named the name of a person. I don't know what character he played. I don't know any of these movies. I don't. I was like, is that the black kid? Is that the white kid?
0: Zachary Arthur? No, Zachary Arthur's the son. Okay. I didn't know he had a catalog. Well, he's been in Transparent and The Fifth Wave. You gotta keep up, I mean. I don't know what those are. Transparent is a is a show from
1: Amazon? Yeah, it was Amazon. It was Jeffrey Tambor before
0: the disaster that became Jeffrey Tambor's career. Before he got canceled, right? Yeah. What happened to Jeffrey Tambor? He wasn't very nice to women, yeah. Me too? We also get Lance Henriksen from Hard Target. He's Bishop from Aliens. Who's he? He's the grandpa. Okay. Mom and Dad is written and directed by Brian Taylor. You know Brian Taylor from writing and directing Crank, Crank 2 High Voltage, and Gamer. don't know it. Crank and Crank 2, those are Jason Statham movies. Actually pretty solid. Like, just dumb action movies. You've never
1: heard of that, I mean?
0: Never. Wow.
1: Wow. It's Jason Statham, and he needs to keep his adrenaline high in order to stay alive. Right.
2: Isn't that every Jason Statham movie?
0: No. He always has to keep his adrenaline high, but not necessarily to stay alive. Brian Taylor also wrote Jonah Hex. Fire. <laughs> and he directed future cinephobe Ghostwriter spirit of vengeance
1: and then he directed the tv series happy with our guy christopher maloney and he was also involved in brave new world which is that new sci-fi show on peacock that i have not watched yet and he did that with grant morrison who cameos in this movie i bet he does a great job who is he i bet that shows fire. the dude with the scottish accent who is he grant morrison
2: what dude had a scottish accent in this movie
0: okay we'll get to it jesus christ (sighs) Synopsis for Mom and Dad. I mean, what's wrong with you? You seem like you're in a mood. <laughs> I
2: wonder what what happened to me
0: today that would put me in a mood. I wonder. Oh, Steve Nash hiring? Oh, man, you got to celebrate that. That's your guy. Synopsis for Mom and Dad. A teenage girl and her younger brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origin causes parents to violently turn on their own kids. Before
2: we continue, Maze, had you ever heard of this movie before?
0: No. Oh, man. This went crazy through, like, the film festivals. Zach, so
2: when did you hear of
0: this movie? When it came out. When did you watch this movie? A month ago? Oh, so you just watched it. Well, I didn't know it was available. I just came across it by accident. I had heard that, like, it was killing at the festivals. So
2: you watched this movie, like, recreationally,
0: Mm -hmm. and then decided, hey, this will make a good cinephobe. Here's what I did. I watched the first 25 minutes of this movie. I then stopped it because I thought, I want to watch this with Aaron. Then a couple days later, I got her to watch it. We both watched it, and then I decided this would be a great episode of Cinephobe.
2: I'm glad that you the point where you stop was twenty five minutes, because that's gonna that that's a future callback. I'll let you know how that factors into my review today.
0: I just want to remind everyone that Amin claims that he goes into every episode of Cinephobe with an honesty. And I just wanna remind everyone that Maze has said on this podcast that he brings the same energy regardless of pick. So just thought that's uh, important. Tagline for this movie. <laughs> they brought you into this world. Now they'll take you out.
2: Do you want to know how I came into
0: this? Or do, do you want to wait on oh, no. that? Oh, no. I think it's pretty obvious how you came into this.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. This is how I came out of this. <laughs> I don't come into the taping of every podcast with an honest. Well, I do. You get an honesty. I give everything, particularly if I've never heard of it. I've never heard of this movie. Okay. Matter of fact, when you said, oh, this is a good one, Mom and Dad, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. I legitimately thought it was like one of those Raising Arizona, like 1989 Nicolas Cage movies.
0: Oh, so you went in with a Poor Assumption, and it's changed your mood.
2: I thought it was going to be, yeah, The Poor Assumption, thinking it was going to be a good movie. Particularly when I saw the critics liked it. Interesting. I said, oh, okay, well, maybe this one's actually going to be good, but misunderstood. Spoiler alert, it's not.
0: Other taglines, sometimes they just want to kill you. $7 million estimated budget. It grossed $116,000. Very limited release. Oh, I had $169,000.
2: $7 million, again, on what?
0: Probably, Nick.
1: It definitely wasn't on locations or... It
2: definitely wasn't on the CGI of the car accident scene. (laughs) It's a limited budget.
1: What do you want? A couple fun facts about Mom and Dad. It is... The second shortest movie we've watched after Problem Child, it's only 83 minutes, and it is the fourth lowest grossing movie we've watched after The Fanatic, Primal, and Teen Witch.
2: Theodore Rex has to be up in there somewhere.
1: Theodore Rex is the most expensive straight-to-VHS movie ever made, so no box office.
0: Also just want to remind everyone that it didn't make money, but it did just, like, dominate film festivals and, you know that that never that never means anything. so when you say dominate film festival zach what you mean
1: it appeared at the toronto film festival yeah and everyone went nuts didn't you hear nick cage in that video did it
2: win anything probably that's a no film festivals no I didn't look in case you're wondering what that means that answer means that's a no
0: so you want me to look up if this did anything I, I didn't know we were doing film festival stuff now but I'll well, I
2: didn't it. know it either until you you're
0: the one who brought it up until you sang its praises like seven times I just know that it I mean look I, I keep up with a lot of this stuff I don't check I don't even
2: know that it did well at film festivals I'm just kind of taking your word for it
0: that's not true it kicked off the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival
2: that doesn't mean it that means it was the first one.
0: That was the first movie. They just, yeah, they just start that off with anything. Okay, sure. I don't know. Yeah, because you save the best for first, I mean. (laughs) Before listening to the rest of this podcast, Mom and Dad is available on Hulu. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes score, Mom and Dad received 75% from the critics on 134 reviews. Yeah, they never know anything. And uh, 39% from the audience on over 1,500 ratings just because people haven't really seen it. So a lot of dumb people reviewed it. So
1: that makes it one of the only picks we've done that, doesn't qualify in critics, but qualifies in audience. And it also has the highest critic score 75%. Critically acclaimed.
0: I mean, you want the positive or the negative?
2: Oh, glass half full, yada, yada, yada.
1: Wow, everybody's just thinking about the negative. Well, I think the, the glass is half full. Everybody thinks it's half empty.
0: Wow, see? Just kind of going through the motions here. All right. Robert Abele from The Rap a gleefully trashy horror comedy. I agree with one of those words. Simon Crook from Time Out. Granted, the delivery's as shrill as a banshee stepping on a Lego brick, but here's a film with something to say.
2: What's it got to say? Grant from Time Out.
0: A.A. Down of A.V. Club. If it doesn't entirely exploit the potency of its metaphor, there's still a certain grim fun in seeing Taylor give family feud an outrageous new meaning brian taylor does have a distinctive style he does he really does a lot of lot of noises with cuts terrible leah pickett of chicago reader cage and blair both giving their best performances in years revel in the black comedy and social satire while also giving emotional weight to the parents resentment towards the kids and each other Mm.
2: i don't even know what some of blair has done in years but I've seen at least one movie that Nicolas Cage has done in years, <laughs> and it's not. This is not the best.
0: Oh, you thought Primal was better? Yes. Interesting, because I believe you phobed that. No, that doesn't
2: mean it's good. I just think it's better.
0: No, there's not. He's so much better in this than in Primal. Simon Abrams of RogerEbert.com. Is he dead? What is Roger Ebert dead? Yes. What? What is he? You are thinking of Siskel? They're both dead. They're both dead. What about Richard Roper? Still kicking. Did he kill him too soon? Simon yeah. com. i'm sure you think you already know how you're gonna feel about mom and dad but it's better than that and in ways that you really must experience for yourself talking to you i mean it's not though noelle murray of la times the ultimate point of mom and dad is that it doesn't take a rage virus to make a middle-aged man want to put on his old misfits t-shirt and smash something spoiler alert and then the last one <laughs> craig d Lindsay of village voice Think the happening, but only parents get affected, and the movie's actually good this time around. Another shot at M. Night Shyamalan, baby. All right, the negative reviews. At this point of time, my thought
1: on critics not liking stuff is, then turn it off, you fucking weirdo. You
3: have so many options. <laughs> People who watch an entire project to hate on it? Man, it is so weird to
0: me. Barry Hurts of Globe and Mail. Nicolas Cage does crazy like no one else, but his descent into insanity here not too far from how his character acts at the beginning of the film, really, can't elevate Taylor's juvenile take on adulthood.
2: Accurate also, yes. <laughs>
0: Accurate also, yes. Johnny Olakinski of the New York Post. Watching adults murder or attempt to murder toddlers, teens, and even a newborn baby just isn't funny. At times, it's downright sickening.
1: Was it supposed to be funny?
0: I think there's supposed to be a dark comedy element to it. I don't know about those scenes in particular. Spoiler alert. Glenn Kenny of the New York Times, as you can imagine, the homicidal frenzy gives Mr. Cage plenty of opportunity to go full him, which in this case doesn't yield as much fun as you might have hoped. Disagree. It is full Cage. It's full Cage. Oh, my God. Rex Reed of The Observer. Spoiler alert. He has no ass. With an agonizing rupture of craft and common sense, it showcases a performance of screaming over-the-top hysteria by Nicolas Cage that must be seen to be fully believed. But that is not a recommendation. Must
1: be seen to be believed,
0: but... I'm not recommending to see it. Right, exactly. What? a Contradiction, yeah. Pat Padua of Washington Post, Cage delivers one of his most vibrant performances in years, but it's in the service of poorly choreographed action scenes and a script in which the Ryan's middle life crisis is set up by an awkward flashback. Yes. I mean, yeah, sort of. Good yeah. lord, Yes. Good Lord. The action's not great. I'll give him that. The
2: action's bad, and the flashbacks are gratuitous and
0: incomprehensible. Some of the flashbacks are fantastic. Some of them really didn't need to be there. You really like the T-Bird one, huh? T-Bird one's fantastic. Last one, Brian Telerico of (laughs) RogerEbert.com. What? Hold on. Yes. What? Yes. You got a negative and a positive out of (laughs) RogerEbert.com. They've covered all their bases. None of them by Roger Ebert.
2: Do they go, like, to the movies together?
0: I don't know. That was why I included it, because it really confused me. Did they carpool? Kind of feels like half a movie, and only half of that is any good. Yes. So 25%. Okay. I agree.
2: So does Baxter. Uh,
0: He loved it. Thank you, Baxter. Yeah, he's seen it one in in 25 minutes' time now.
2: (laughs) He just said, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: (laughs) Amin, what is your first note?
2: This motherfucker, Zach.
0: That's your first note of the
2: movie? first note. As soon as the opening scenes happened and it looked like it was supposed to be a 70s. Well, no, actually, no. I I take that back. I wrote that note when I sent you guys that picture and said, is this the movie? The screen has a picture of Nicholas Case just looking crazy. And it says, mom and dad, thriller, horror. It doesn't say the word comedy in there, which is good. That tells me that Hulu watches these movies before they're actually classified. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's when I wrote This Motherfucker, Zach. Then as the opening reel started playing, I said, Selma Blair? And then I said, I can already tell I'm going to hate this kid.
1: Primal is all over my Hulu, by the way. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. It is the main homepage of my Hulu.
0: Me too. Me too. What is happening? <laughs> I do worry that I have obliterated your algorithms.
1: We don't even watch that many cinephile movies on Hulu, so how do they know?
0: Oh, you think they don't know? Big Brother's watching. Everything we talk about, they put into your algorithms, whether it's on Hulu or not. Doesn't matter. All right, we've got TV static, and then we've got static on a car radio. A mom leaves a baby in the car as we hear a train approaching, walks away from the car with it parked on the tracks, and we see a train about to hit it. Cut to the title credits and a shot of Suburbia USA. I missed all of that. All I saw was a train
2: coming towards the car, then it didn't actually hit it. So then I thought, did I just miss where the car was? Was the car just waiting for the train?
0: Oh, so you weren't paying attention i was i yes. from the get-go
1: oh i mean you, you say you start the movies with the same thing but you already exactly. missed the first exactly. scene your first note exactly. is zach is a motherfucker. what is saboteur
2: saboteur <laughs> yeah, hold on like how do you sabotage something that's already a dump how would you even <laughs> you haven't
0: it? even watched it yet and you missed the opening scene you click play the opening scenes right there erroneous erroneous on all counts we get actual opening credits shots of nick cage and a guy in a car with a topless woman on top of him it says starring nick cage we get a double shot of selma blair a double shot of ann winters a double shot of zachary arthur and then other people in the movie i did like the song with the opening credits i don't know what the song was but i liked it a lot something about yesterday but not the beatles yesterday
1: don't think I recognize a single song
0: in this movie. Oh, there's no, there's one song you 100% recognize. Oh, yes, yeah.
1: absolutely there's a yeah. song
0: you recognize. There's, yeah, a, there's a very famous song in this Okay, movie. so we've, we've established that both of you didn't pay attention, yet you have not been oh, fuck this. you. All right, here we go. Cut to two teens talking on the phone, a girl is in her bedroom on the phone, and her boyfriend maybe is riding a bike while she talks about leading him down a path of corruption. He's got a big test today, guys, the PSATs.
2: If you are in middle school or high school listening to this podcast.
0: What is wrong with your parents, first of all?
2: Take it from me. The PSATs don't matter. They're a good kind of like give you an idea what the SATs are going to be like, but what you score on them literally doesn't matter.
0: Agreed. Yeah. I mean, let me just tell you education in general. Kind of overrated. I dropped out of college. Look at me. Stay in school, kids. Uh, he says he can't be ready with her taking up all his study time. She wants to celebrate tonight and get away from the parental units. Her brother then barges in and says, Mom says, to get your ass out of bed. And then he throws his underwear at her.
2: Like I said, I knew I was going to hate this kid.
0: She gets up pissed. She Tim Tebow's a toy truck at him as he runs away down the stairs and knocks down a framed picture of the family. Then she sees her mom's purse on the bed and has a mischievous look on her face. Amin and Mays, have you ever stolen money from your parents? No.
2: I don't believe so, no.
0: I've definitely kept the change before, but I wouldn't say I outright stole money. Take it back then. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, like the going into the purse thing. Like, no. Yeah, never did that.
2: Never gone in the purse, but definitely, definitely for the longest time my fee for getting something <laughs> right. from the store was i keep the change
0: oh there was a, yeah there was a there's still a running joke in my family about me never giving change back yeah
2: until like one day my mom was like where is all the why don't i ever get change back and I was like, <laughs>
0: oh cut to some of blair drinking coffee out of a mug that says totes a morning person she's having a moment with that coffee she is man she was drinking the fuck out of it breakfast being cooked by an asian woman and her daughter Ann Winters' tech scene, TV story about a parent exiting the car that was hit by the train. That's from the opening scene, I mean, which you missed.
1: The news is on a portable DVD player?
0: Yes. Like one of those portable TVs got some antennas attached to it. No.
1: Yeah. It looked like a
0: portable DVD player. I don't know about that. It said DVD on the the flat part of the thing. It's got a lot of technology in there. I don't know. I don't know what Nick Cage is buying these days. Nick jokes with Josh about this happening says remember always do what your mom says then he recreates the crash with josh's toys and squirts ketchup all over the toy and the counter watch i wrote this got dark some dark humor from your dad
2: it's an example of how he is throughout this movie simultaneously very playful and also with a very short fuse yeah it's it's i mean it's setting
0: it's setting up the tone of the movie what no No, it's not. Selma Blair admonishes Nick for making that joke. The daughter wants to go to the movies with Riley tonight, and Selma asks a great question. Since when does anybody under 30 go to the movies? That line was pretty clever. And then Nick says, you're not seeing that boy. Racist. I thought, uh uh-oh, racial tension. That's not racial tension. That's racist. But he claims that it's because of the junior sophomore difference. Yeah, it's just because he's a year older. Right, he's a year older. He knows what it was like at the, that age.
2: When he said he's a junior, I was like, oh, shit, is she like a freshman or something? Or-
0: a freshman. freshman. <laughs> Grandparents are coming for dinner tonight. Daughter claims it's going to be mom and grandma being passive-aggressive with each other. Also, what is the elevator music playing in the background of this scene? That's just letting you know it's just town
2: USA. No, it's not. It's letting me know this is a very annoying filmmaker.
0: Grandpa's going to tell his disgusting Vietnam stories. The kids mock him telling one of the stories about pulling a knife out of Charlie. Killed the Charlie bastard with his own pig sticker. Selma <laughs> so, then apologizes to the housekeeper.
1: I am so sorry. I'm getting Mrs. Lai. I'm the Chinese. Chinese is not the Charlie. I was, <laughs> I was so confused. There might be some racism coming from these parents. I was so confused why this housekeeper was here and why she brought her daughter.
0: (laughs) No, I'm not, Charlie. It gets better. And then Carly, played by Ann Winter, says she's already on the rag. And then Nick Cage freaks out, saying he's not hearing it. And Selma says, hashtag, inappropriate talk. Hashtag. she a cool mom? That's the second good line in this movie okay so we're we're two for two
2: so far oh that's terrible well i'm not counting all the misses that have happened up to this
0: point nick tells the daughter of the asian housekeeper to never have kids she sticks her tongue out at him oh i thought he was telling
2: yeah yeah, no, he's telling the housekeeper yeah and she says too late take my advice never have kids and then the kid is right there no 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 no
0: no no no. no. No, because the housekeeper has a different name he says a different name than, than Sun Yi. He didn't say Sun Yi. But she goes too late.
2: Like, I don't know what name he said. All I know is he says, take my advice, never have kids. The kid says too late, or someone says too late. The kid sticks her tongue out at him, and he says, oops.
0: <laughs> Carly predicts that someone named Jeannie will have her kid today, and mom will be a no-show for dinner anyway. Now she's texting her friend saying she got the money. The mom says she wants to trust her as they're driving to school. We then see a flashback of her stealing the cash. Mom also says, please don't Facebook when they're driving. It's their only time together between the two of them. Facebooking.
2: Two things. One, the flashbacks already now have been overdone. We don't need flashbacks for events they could have just shown us happen. We've only had one flashback, haven't we? No, we haven't. We had the Nicolas Cage flashback. With the titties.
0: No, that hasn't happened yet. That's just in the opening credits. The
2: opening credits. That's still a flashback.
0: Not really. Yes, it is. We don't know what it is at that yeah, point. we don't know
1: what it is yet. How can be flashing back? We don't know what it is. I thought that was another character in the movie at first.
2: Fuck both of you guys. The other thing also <laughs> is when, when she said, could you stop Facebooking, I wrote, okay, now they've killed the joke. Like, the first two times it was clever writing, and now it's just we're, we're beating a dead horse
1: question is she wrong
0: because facebook owns instagram oh right on a technicality good writing
2: nobody
1: says facebooking
0: though exactly she's trying to be a cool mom no even moms don't say Facebook. mom is breaking down about everything revolving around carly and carly says doesn't everyone's life revolve around themselves who else should it revolve around mom says she's a part of the family has to pretend to give a shit even when she doesn't give a shit and that they used to be best friends but that's not the case anymore Someone says that the kids are everything for her, and that's when Carly says it's not her fault that you have no life.
2: And I wrote, it kind of is your
0: fault that she has no life.
2: (laughs) If you weren't here, she'd be, like, doing blow and traveling around the world and doing whatever the hell she wants.
0: Back home, Josh is crawling around the floor, and that's when Nick Cage picks him up, throws him on the couch, and starts tickling him as we hear horror sounds happening. First of all, sound effects trash. It's a Brian Taylor thing.
2: Second of all, he doesn't throw him on the couch. He slams him violently onto the
0: couch it's a comfortable couch
1: brian taylor's style is lots of handheld lots of close-ups lots of quick cuts every scene has just like a ton of action and like even if there's no tension in it he adds a ton of tension to
0: it i noticed nick says goodbye to the housekeeper she says that she left dinner in the fridge and he mutters fuck Fuck you under his breath for some reason why
2: why he's unhappy i mean He's unhappy that someone was going to make him dinner?
0: He's unhappy with his life in general.
2: His life in general where he can afford a housekeeper who cleans
0: and makes him meals? Doesn't mean that's what he wanted. Doesn't mean that's what he envisioned.
2: Yeah, he he envisioned making his own meals. That's
0: right. (laughs) This did not pay off at any other point. No, it did not. No, 100% did not pay off. He just hates her. Well, maybe he's racist. Maybe that's the overtone. I don't know. Josh hits him in the head with a soccer ball. He turns around with an intense look on his face and then gives a fake smile and a laugh and says... 10 is not a guarantee for you at that point i
2: said this kid looks really small to be nine
0: i'm really bad at judging kids ages
2: i'm gonna tell you right now i have a nine-year-old there's no way i can pick up my nine-year-old and slam slam the kid on the like my my kid is huge (laughs) maybe i I have a tall nine-year-old so maybe that's it but my nine-year-old would tower absolutely tower
0: okay let's go to a tiebreaker here Maze. you're good with kids what do you say Nothing? I didn't get anything from a mean on that one?
2: I, I giggled.
0: Did oh, okay. Hear? I didn't hear the giggle. Nick Cage leaves for work. <laughs> looks around the neighborhood. There's nobody out. We get a flashback to him doing donuts in a Trans Am. Trans Am! With a topless girl sitting on his lap and him enjoying life.
2: By the way, the guy who's playing young Nick Cage looks a lot like young Nick
0: Cage. I actually. thought they did like face work at first before i then saw that the budget was seven million dollars and i realized they didn't do that but that's what i thought was happening just getting
1: smacked in the face with those titties got to great titties got to.
2: also i wrote i can see the volume is going to be an issue throughout this movie and that's a sign that we've learned on this podcast <laughs> that this movie is trash whenever they can't even fucking mix the I sound don't know right if that's true that means it's it's guaranteed guaranteed
0: Cut back to him buckling his seatbelt in current time. He misses the old days. Now we're at school and classes in session. Some blonde student has listened to music. Okay, so she's listening to an aggressive rap song called
1: I Know That You Pussies Don't Want It by Bill Saber. And I look this dude up. Bill Saber. Saber also has a dollar sign in it and he is a rapper whose dreads make him look like a bighorn sheep and i texted that picture to the group chat oh
0: that's what that was interesting okay i forgot about that nothing to me
2: You don't like that? nothing no i i thought it was literally a song made for the movie that's how bad it was
0: okay, it's not a good song that's for sure the teacher takes her headphones out confiscates her phone he listens to the music says you kids need to go to church Then he starts texting from her phone and tells Carly she can bring her phone to the front as well.
2: The teacher looks like the dude from all the Sandler movies. I don't know what his name is. The movie where he adopts the kid. He's like the lawyer that tells him. You gotta give the kid back or whatever. It's the same dude. He's in every goddamn Sandler movie.
0: The dude from Grandma's Boy? Yes, that dude. Alright, this is a two Americas thing, because maze, he doesn't look anything like that guy. Okay? Uh yeah, I,
1: I can't. I can't. This is this isn't all whi- all white people look the same. I can't indulge this comparison to a Person that Amin mean may or may not know in a movie that has nothing to do with this podcast.
2: No, 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 no! no I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what he looks like. He looks like that dude if he gained weight and his and went gray.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of difference.
2: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on! Let me let me look up his name.
0: Unbelievable!
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ! How many people were in Big Daddy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, I'm sending you a picture right now. Okay, you calm your tits right now. <sighs> This is who you think it is.
2: That's not a good picture of him, but yeah, it looks like him.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) To America's. Like, no, 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 40 40
2: extra pounds and then make his hair gray
0: and long. Unbelievable. Oh my god. (laughs) When he texts her and she sees it, I do love the mocking, like, oh my god face he makes at her. I think that's good acting. No? Alright, they'll get the phones back at the end of the school day. Josh is playing with toys. The housekeeper is pounding chicken on the counter.
2: Why are neither of these kids in school? The TV goes static. Neither the housekeeper's kid, nor uh, Josh who's just fucking around. I don't know. What does that matter? Josh, the nine-year-old, is just fucking around.
0: Josh runs through the house. Housekeeper stops pounding the chicken and it looks at her daughter. Josh then drops the toy, sees the door to the garage, and has a flashback of leaving some small animal in the dad's Trans Am. Here
2: comes a flashback.
0: He brought the animal cereal. Now he checks on the animal and the shit is dead. Cage walks in with his golf equipment.
2: Stupid ass kid thinks that the animal eats cereal. He
0: eats Fruit Loops.
2: They couldn't even be bothered to tell us what kind of animal it was.
0: No, 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 no. That's too much. <laughs> Cage comes in, complains about the smell not getting out of the Trans Am. The kid comes to when he hears the sound of the housekeeper apparently murdering her own daughter with the mallet. Did not know that was happening. Oh, really? I just thought she was pounding chicken. Cut to an aerobics class with Selma trying to keep up with the movements of the rest of the class. The instructor's checking out the women, and Selma's friend is loving it.
2: Selma Blair. No rhythm, no ass.
0: (laughs) Now they're getting coffee after class. The friend is talking about being a hot mom. Friend is hideous, by the way. She wants the instructor and she's telling Selma that it keeps her going. She calls him a juicy hunk of asada. Carne asada, I mean. That means
1: meat. She's horny, crass, wants a real drink, and hates her daughter for being hot. Yep.
2: Super gross. Super gross. She said she was watching her daughter get
0: dressed the other day. One day those tits are going to drop you, little whore. I'm just saying, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, she's a terrible person, terrible. You know, she's not supposed to be sympathetic character, I mean. Not a sympathetic. Who writes a character who stares at their naked child? I don't know that she stared at naked child. I think she saw her child getting dressed. There's a big difference there. Someone thought she had cash but can't find it. Got 100 bucks out of the ATM just yesterday. The friend says her kids steal from her constantly.
2: How much money do you get out of an ATM? I mean, it depends on how much I need. Not for like a specific purpose. Like I need some walking around cash.
0: So I don't do it at an ATM. I do it at a grocery store if I buy groceries.
2: How much fucking money do you get? Anywhere from sixty to
0: a hundred dollars.
2: Semantic boy. What do you do, Maze?
1: It's usually eighty bucks. My ATM will algorithm and tell you like basically the most common transaction, it's eighty bucks. Okay.
0: Mean? I go a nice one forty. Okay, that's nice. A little walking around money.
1: That'd be nice. I'd love to pull out $140, (laughs) you know?
2: Yes, Mays. The $60 that I have extra on you is the difference.
0: Really dragging (laughs) me down that I can't do that.
2: Massive difference in lifestyles.
0: Two Americas. It sure was nice seeing the teens back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Or was it? I don't know when you're listening to this. I don't know if you're listening to this before This week's action in the NFL? I don't know if you're listening to it after. Have you been binging these episodes, saving them up? Listen to four or five at a time as Amin, Maze, and I just yell at each other over movies? I don't know, guys. I can't be from the future, even though I might be from the future. Maybe this is a future callback. I don't know. I just know the one thing that we can all agree on there is no better place to get in on all the action from the weekend than with DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. Some of the movies we review don't have millions of anything at all, but DraftKings does, and they have it for you. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the app store now because you don't want to miss this. You draft your lineup now. Don't wait five minutes. After I'm done with this ad, you pause this episode. You go download the app, and you draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass, every catch means more with DraftKings, it's simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars. That's millions with a B. Billions of dollars to winners since 2012. Download the app now. Use the code CTD. For a limited time, new users get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on week two action. Don't miss out on week three action. Don't miss out on any of the action from week one, week two, week three. Whenever you're listening to this, don't miss out. And I swear if you miss out on this, you're not going to be able to enter the promo code CTD and get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code CTD only at DraftKings. Make it rain, everybody. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Back to class. The teacher's Talking about products that are built to die. Planned obsolescence. Bueller. The phone is the example of needing to get rid of the old to embrace the new.
3: Well, that one's brand
2: new. Oh, I'm dumb. I'm a dumb girl in the school. Professor
0: Exposition. Well, I mean, lots of teenagers are stupid. It'd be weird if there was a smart teenager. I mean, Riley gives them the middle finger by pretending she's checking her makeup. And I just think I'm done with those like clever ways of giving the finger. Like when someone like reaches into a coat and pulls it out. and everything, Just give the finger. There's nothing clever about that shit.
2: Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt gives a finger and then tries to put it back and then it keeps popping up. He's like, I don't know why. It keeps doing it on his own.
0: It's, it's a great scene. Classroom phone calls and he has to send a kid to the principal's office. Another call comes in. He has to send another kid. Then a creepy sound happens and the cops with the sirens pull up to the school. Cut to the boyfriend taking the PSATs. Breaks his pencil, grabs a new one, sees all the parents waiting outside the door with an intense look on their face, which is weird because the instructor says they have over an hour left and it looks like the parents are waiting for a buffet to open. Zach,
2: I believe this is about 25 minutes on and I said, what the fuck is going on? What is this movie about? Like, I just didn't know what was happening.
0: Oh, I mean, you're going to know pretty soon. Because also you didn't pick up on the housekeeper killing her daughter, so you're a little behind here.
1: Or the woman killing the baby in the beginning. Right, yeah, you missed the opening fucking scene, I mean. Two dead kids already, I mean.
2: You know what this movie reminds me of, now that I think about it? It reminds me of Bird Box. No. What? What's the fucking point? How did it start? Let's have some, like, like, let's have an actual story. No, we're just going to have this thing it's happening you know
0: what's interesting about this this is from the guy maze who picked movie 43 as one of our movies to watch wondering what's the point of a movie but he hadn't watched it before so
1: he didn't know and i didn't sit here and fucking defend it like it was
2: scorsese right wasn't white chicks
0: riley and carly are in the bathroom now at school riley calls her mom a penis And talks about not having any money. Her dad's in Europe away. It's pretty clear whose daughter she is. Yeah, pretty, pretty clear. (laughs) Kids buy drugs from another student. Fire alarm goes off. Kids are rushing down the hall. The drug dealer chick comes in. Super pissed off, tosses the drugs at him, flips him off. Not great customer service, yeah. What an angry drug dealer. Did he ask every actor to make it their own? We'll get into that later. Riley gets bumped by an adult and says, Watch where you're going, fucking ham beast, which I died. Fucking ham beast is a great insult. I don't even understand it, but I like it. You laughed at that. Yeah, I like it. You
2: laughed, like, audibly. Yeah. Like, Aaron turned and looked at you and, and looked if you were okay because you were making noise out of your mouth. And the only logical explanation could be you were in pain. But no, she sees a smile curl up around the corners of your mouth.
0: Well, I don't think my laugh sounds like I'm in pain. So I think she knew what it was. They see cops pulling a mom down from the fence. All the kids are rushing to an entrance blocked by cops and security and teachers. This is like Black Friday before they open up the Walmart. Yeah.
1: Is this a zombie movie
0: is what I wrote. No,
1: no.
2: And then I'm looking and I'm saying like, why isn't anything being explained?
0: It's about to, I mean. No, it's not. Why would the cops stop? Because they're acting crazy. That's the thing. They're not all in on it together. Somehow, everyone who works at the school is aware of
2: this virus.
0: It's not a virus.
2: Is aware of this
0: condition. They just know that parents are not acting in their best interests. How do
1: they know this? It's all over the news. Every parent in the school is calling the office and trying to pull their kid out of school. Right. Okay,
2: so wouldn't that, like, what school would say, no, no, we're not releasing the kids to their parents?
0: Right, that's why they have to lock it off and don't don't let the parents why on Why would they
2: know that the parents are not in their best interest of the kid?
0: They got the news on. They got those portable DVD players playing the news. But
2: we're still going to have class and start talking about fucking obsolescence and all that shit.
0: Well, it's starting to get out of hand. I mean, like, processing this stuff in real time. No, they're not.
2: They're not processing anything because this movie's too fucking dumb to even figure that out.
0: Disagree. The boyfriend finishes his test with 20 minutes left, feels he crushed it, walks out of the room, goes to unlock his bike. That's what you see in the background. The parents rush in. He's texting Carly. Back to the entrance and the teacher asks why the buses are here. Bomb scare. Security and parents are arguing. Parents are trying to coax the kids into coming to them. This one fucking nerd is trying to decide what to do. Makes a break for it, climbs the fence. The teachers try to pull him back. He gets pulled over to the parent's side. Next thing we see is blood splattered all over the keys that that are stabbing the kid.
2: People are horrified. Wait, so they just want to kill their own kids? Yes. You would think, like, if you know this knowledge... Then why aren't we, like, doing a better job of corralling the kids back
0: in? They don't know. They don't. Well, there also was a bonus there. They know. know. Zach, don't say they don't know because we just saw. They know something's up, and they don't trust it. They're still, again, processing in real time, I mean. Oh, my God. This is when it turns into a full-on zombie movie. People start screaming. Parents hop the fence. It's a mad rush. Kids are running away, and we've got absolute chaos. One parent tackles this kid by putting a trash bag around her head to suffocate her. Another's trying to stab his daughter with a first down marker, which I wrote the note. Bring out the chains. We get some police brutality. I, I told you to stay back. And then he just screams into the sky.
2: I know for these this filmmaker, what's the most unbelievable thing I could think of? A cop just wailing and punching a person way after they're knocked out and then acting out of control. Or you could just do real life. You would have done that to a black person on a regular fucking day,
0: Right, but he does it to a white woman, a white mom.
2: Hey, officer dipshit. Maybe you want to get up off of that, that one and go stop one of these other parents who's trying to kill their kids.
0: I mean, it is madness, and we know cops do not handle themselves well under high-pressure situations. That'll move the chains. This is the realest part of the movie.
1: They choke. You know,
2: sometimes he, you see these guys, it's like when you, you're in the golf course. They choke. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough job. And uh.
1: There's a pretty fat dad who laid out pretty hard for a
0: tackle that I was impressed with. He did. Girls are sneaking around the parking lot. All the parents rush through them, leaving them alone. Seems odd boyfriend's biking home talks to the neighbor about her daughter the neighbor coldly says she's inside she did then he walks in his his dad is slumped over drunk takes the trash out you hear screaming and hacking in the distance he comes back in dad's not on the couch anymore there's static on the tv and he comes from behind and slaps the shit out of this kid backhands him and
2: i won't lie i laughed mighty heartily when he said please dad don't do this again and i was like oh shit (laughs) my man's about to get murdered
0: that made you laugh
2: it made me laugh because I just thought about the idea like, oh, all these p- parents are killing their children, but this poor kid's not even going to know the difference because apparently this is just how dad
0: Jesus is. Christ, that you found the comedic part of this movie? Yes. He yeah, says, don't do this again. It's me, your son, Damon. <laughs> dad grabs a bottle of alcohol, breaks on the table, and he cuts Damon's arm. As he's trying to escape his dad, pushes the table, the dad falls on the table, the bottle lodges into his jugular. And he's still trying to kill his son before he bleeds out. And we get a close-up of the static on the TV. And
2: then we'll keep cutting to static.
0: That's the ticket. Selma is getting in her car. She's got a parking ticket. This is the breaking point for her. She looks at her wallet again. Flashback to getting the money and the money being stolen. There's another flashback. She pulls out a business card of Tanner Lee, whose title for the company is Top Dog. This was... So weird.
2: Another flashback.
0: This is not a great flashback. Flashback to meeting him as he says he can't wrap his head around having kids and says you either die single or you live long enough to see yourself become a cliche. She laughs. They're holding hands.
2: Way to completely plagiarize fucking The Dark Knight. Two, she is throwing that pussy at him with
0: all her might.
2: She's trying to get a job. That doesn't mean she's not throwing that pussy.
0: She definitely fucked that dude before, right? Definitely. Yeah, they're old old flames. Definitely. And he apparently said, anytime ever you want a job, you come see me that was 15 years ago and he's got a hot young assistant now
1: <laughs> i love that she tries to cash in the job offer 15
0: years later. hey look you tell me anytime anytime that shit means anytime
1: she talks about you
2: know kids grow up and then they don't want to talk to you anymore i was like bitch you have a 9 year old raise that motherfucker
0: she's now crying in the car gets a call baby's coming from her sister A blaring cop car scares her, and she cries some more. It passes the girls as they drive home. They're headed to Riley's mansion. Zebra print chairs, very tacky. Lots of zebra. (laughs) And then that's when Riley, scratch this one off the bingo card, kids. Uses the R word. Bingo! We hit our quota. Oh, man. I need to light up. Carly's watching the news. Riley's smoking weed. They just witnessed people murder murder yeah they called it world war z it's cool they understand so carly's trying to figure out what's going on riley doesn't care she's gonna make drinks and she sees that margarita's already been made in the blender real close up on the blade yeah we thought because he's supposed to make you think like she's about to get her fucking fingers chopped and she
2: dips her finger ever so slowly and i'm like
0: what are we doing trying to build tension i mean you never seen a horror movie before not I have. I've I have never seen a bad horror movie, though. That's not true. Carly keeps watching the news footage as Riley goes upstairs. We get Dr. Oz talking about piglet fatalities for some reason.
1: Yeah, we're clipping <laughs> this in. Dr. Oz decides to explain the term savaging. I'm sure many viewers
2: are unfamiliar with the phenomenon known as savaging. It's actually somewhat common in the animal kingdom. For instance, in the domestic pig population, as anyone involved in raising livestock Excuse will tell me. you.
3: You're talking about pigs, there are children dying, and you're talking about pigs. Well, yes. I mean, In fact, around 50% of the piglet fatality seen is due to the mother attacking or crushing the newborn
2: pre-weaned babies. And no one can say exactly why they do it. Every time anyone is on the news explaining anything, the person watching the news zooms in on their lower lip and jaw and, like, their gullet. And I
0: don't know why. Carly hears a noise upstairs. She walks in on Riley's mom, choking Riley to death. She casually says hi to Carly.
1: A dude with a Scottish accent, Grant Morrison, on the news theorizes it could be a biological Uh, weapon or neurotoxin uh, to reverse the human impulse to save their children.
2: So just say the guy who was on the news, you're like, yo, he was there with the Scottish accent. I'm like, I'm not paying attention to that shit. You know what I was paying attention to? How the lighting on the fake CNN panel was so terrible.
1: I couldn't say dude on the news. There's like 15 dudes on the news.
0: That's true. There's a lot of who's in this, this is a real big media movie
1: the thing that made him different is he had a
0: scottish accent yeah,
2: okay fair. i rescind my criticism you're right
0: clip that maze wins that round maze is right genie gets there with with some the boyfriend they're all in the room together he's gopro in the birth selma explains everything will be great as soon as she sees the kid and hears its voice the baby's born it's a girl mazel tov they're handing the baby to the new mom static hits the tv and it must have been Love Starts Playing. You know that song, Maze.
1: It must have been love, but it's over now. It must have been good, but I lost it Okay, I know that song, but I don't remember it in the Oh, movie. man,
0: it's uh, that, it, that builds.
1: It's the best part of the movie. This
0: is a great scene. This is the best part of the movie? No, I don't agree with that, but this is a great scene.
2: Okay, I take that back. The titties and the t-bird is the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second best part of it
0: <laughs> This is a phenomenal scene I wouldn't go that far This must have made the Toronto Film Festival fucking lose their shit That's where the budget I think The baby? No, the music Oh, the music <laughs> That one song Yeah Four million dollars
2: <laughs> It's a great fucking song
0: that's when the mom starts slowly squeezing the baby tighter and tighter she grabs a scalpel selma and the doctors keep trying to pull the baby away selma wrestles the baby away from her they cut the umbilical cord she goes flying across the room Jeannie keeps getting restrained as the boyfriend sits down in amazement he's a real pussy
2: did you not read into that what the boyfriend ain't the daddy
0: you don't have to read into it because they say that when she jo- when they get to the hospital yes wait what yeah when he walk in uh. she goes and you're the father he goes boyfriend it's complicated
1: and my note was i'm i'm sure that's important
2: oh man i was waiting i was waiting for him to attack with the gopro and then he just like sunk to the floor
0: i'm like hey, bitch they introduce him as the boyfriend i just thought <laughs> again like, you're not paying attention all right <laughs> i like the song cut to carly running down the street she sees a neighbor with a bloody baseball bat that's when she runs into damon he explained the guy doesn't want them
2: this would be a hell of a time to find out your dad ain't really your dad
0: right like oh ah, dad
2: and then he's like oh, i don't give a fuck about you or worse <laughs> Run into the next door neighbor like, Mr. Carruthers. He's like, ah, i like, oh, shit.
1: Shout out to Aunt Jeannie bagging another dude while pregnant. It happens.
0: I watch 90 Day Fiance a lot. It happens. Uh, they're running around. Uh, they're going to go get Josh and save him. Nick Cage fell asleep at work watching <laughs> porn? <laughs> Did he jack off at work and fall asleep? It happens? It happens.
2: Sometimes I urge calls, and then when you take care of business, you get a little
0: sleepy afterward. I guess that happens to me a lot. I just work from home. <laughs> a lot.
2: <laughs> Is that what happened when you fell asleep in the middle of the podcast that one time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was Bob Temps. That wasn't me. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yes, that's what happened to him. <laughs> he says he's not taking any calls. He definitely just jacked off at work. Now we go back to the hospital. Selma has the baby. He picks up a photo of
1: his kids that was turned over and then he screams inaudibly. (laughs) Yeah, well, he wasn't going to jack off in front of his kid's picture, Maze. He's a good dad. That's not the part I'm reacting to. I'm reacting to the scream
0: (laughs) that we don't hear. Well, yeah, I mean, he's Nick Cage. Of course he's going to scream. It's just so full of rage. genie has been sedated. The nurse asks for the baby. The cop insists she gives it up. There's a shot of the nursery in the hospital, and all the dads are peering through the glass, and they look deranged. Neither of you guys have kids. You know that nurseries don't exist anymore, right? No, I didn't know that. Still trying to get these people out of there now, right?
2: So the baby never leaves the the, the room. The delivery happens in that room. Then the baby's put in a bed right next to the mother. They do all the tests. Everything happens in the room next to the mother. This was a, a security measure taken, like, maybe 15 years ago. By all hospitals, because people kept losing their kids and shit. People kept losing their kids? Kids being kidnapped, kids being switched, swapped, and all that. You you never watched 2020 where it's like, he grew up for 15 years before finding out his parents
0: weren't actually his parents, right? I've seen 2012, that John Cusack disaster movie. It's called savaging. Kids lose their parents in the hospital, and then the mother pig (laughs) kills the baby pig. All right, Sun Yi is mopping up blood as she talks to someone on the phone. She made Josh lunch, but he's uh, somewhere around there, nowhere to be found. Damon and Carly are planning to rescue the brother. Sun Yi still mopping the kitchen floor, very casually says she'll make lunch, but no boyfriend in the house. Mr. Lyons, ain't no boyfriend in the house.
2: So these people seem to have, like, convenient amnesia about their own killing of their own children, yes or no? Yes. Okay, they're not struck at something as odd by watching other people kill their children
0: well no, no no so that's gonna come up they see the bloody mop and they freak out carly tells her she's got to go don't worry about cleaning that's when sun Yi complains that everyone's so crazy today then she starts speaking cantonese as she leaves a lot of cantonese muttering carly gets josh who's wearing a ninja turtle eye mask for some reason carly's trying to get him to go with her before mom and dad come home sun Yi leaves as nick cage comes home We hear a TV interview of the dad played by Bokeem Woodbine. Not listed on the IMDb. Saying he can't explain what happened, but him killing his kid was exactly right. So that's when you know that they're like, because he keeps saying like, yeah, this is terrible what's happening. And they say, what about what you did? He's like, yeah, what I did was exactly right.
2: Okay. All right. So a couple of things. First of all, I'm watching Fargo and I'm on season two and Bokeem Woodbine fucking killed it on that show. And nobody talked about it, apparently. It didn't come to my I
1: talked about it on this podcast when you guys were saying replace him with Dave Chappelle. Oh,
0: my God. I remember that. I don't.
3: Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: Just throughout this movie, I was thinking, I bet they wish they could have gotten Dave Chappelle for this. Well,
2: you know, Bokeem Woodbine was on uh, Jamel Hill's podcast, and it was oh. really interesting to hear about like
1: what happened in his career and stuff. He was in The Sopranos back in the day. there's in a was lot he? of stuff, man. That dude worked a lot. He was amazing in Fargo That was an incredible performance.
2: I legitimately watched the show and I was like, oh, Bokey Woodbine's in this. And then like three, I'm in like four or five episodes in. I'm like, fuck, he's doing a great job. No (sighs) one, no one's brought this to my attention.
1: This is just, I feel like you just fucking M-grads me.
0: Maze, come over to my side. You M-grads me, I mean. Maze, come over to my side. Okay. Water's warm over here. Nick is pissed that Damon's in the house. Calls for the kids. Nick is mocking Damon as he speaks. Josh wants his dad, and Carly's telling him they have to leave. He says, I gotta go get my backpack. She says, fine, whatever. Nick Cage says that Damon can't be here. Then he says he gets exactly what's happening. It's called hormones. He used to be young once, and guess what? It wasn't that long ago.
3: And I think about how things were in my days. But now, the world you kids are living in, the things you've seen on the internet, mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass, Hi, Brent, anal bees, things
0: I only saw in magazines. Hi, Brent. Hi, Brent. Hi, Brent. Beats? <laughs> you know what Cage is doing here, guys? He's monologuing his ass off. His cottage cheese ass off. No, that's a spoiler. Future callback. Josh says hi to his dad, and then Nick goes fucking nuts. He starts to chase after them, but then Damon tackles him. He throws Damon to the floor, and then he reaches his hand to the fucking heavens before coming down and smacking this kid's face into the ground.
1: He's purring like the white jag in Primal. Oh, my
0: God.
2: At this point, I said, wait, is he the black kid's dad, too?
0: (laughs) The black kid? Doesn't matter. He gets attacked by both parents. Yeah, because he's... Well, Nick Cage doesn't like him because he's a
2: junior. That's a genuine murderous lust.
0: Yeah, he just, like... There's a rage inside Cage. He cuts the kids off from leaving the house. He trips on a toy truck from earlier and stumbles onto the kitchen ground.
2: When that happens, he makes a cartoon character (laughs) slip. Like
0: Like he (laughs) makes the
2: the dumbest sound effect ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is this really happening? (laughs) It was great. I fucking love it
0: kids run to the basement close the door they see a smash pool table with a sledgehammer
2: he fucking falls and cracks his head and these dumbass kids decide to just hide in the basement rather
1: than leave the fucking house well they're kids they're dumb she's not they have to go down
0: and do the flashback exposition i mean yeah cut to three weeks ago this pool table's being delivered three
2: weeks earlier
0: and (laughs) nick is putting it together he listens to some rock music he's air punching He's laying the felt, but the table isn't level. He tries to fix it. He's perplexed. Then he finally fixes it.
2: Ironically, this is way more detailed than
0: the breakup. It Shows the complications of a pool table. Pool table isn't just, it gets delivered and now it's there. Like, you have to put that shit together. It's shit's hard. I
2: love how they decided to spend all this time in detail on
0: this. Not, you
2: know, on the
0: story. <laughs> this matters, I mean. All right, Selma interrupts him, wonders if he was going to tell her about this at some point, because she didn't know about it. And he doesn't even like pool. It's not a man! Cave, Kendall, Kendall. Jesus—he's acting his fucking ass off.
3: Oh yeah! You put your right foot in, you take your right foot out. You do the hokey pokey, and you fucking work it all out. Oh stop. Ugh. Ugh. And you do the hokey pokey, and you turn yourself around. Ugh. Ugh. That's what it's all about. There you go. Problem solved. You're right, honey. I hate pool. Not a big fan of machine part sales either. Try and hit quotas down there, be a big man. Not exactly what I had in mind as a young dude, you know. Bright future, everything in the world to look forward to. I mean, I was going to grab the world by the balls and squeeze, boy! God damn it, I remember that kid I used to be like it was four fucking minutes ago. My feet barely touched the ground back then. My kill ratio was 9 out of 10, it was 100% sex. And that guy, in a million years, could never have pictured this tired motherfucker he turned out to be. Flat on his ass, fat, bald, cottage cheese, fucking ass, blue bonnet, buttered waistline with hair coming out of my ears, my nose. My salary went from $145,000 to $45,000. Yeah, building a fucking man cave. That's right. You're right.
2: The unhinged hokey pokey had me right. Yeah, he's probably acting his ass.
1: Oh my god, he's assless. I thought that's the song you guys were going to say that I would recognize. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> they sold him on this scene. Mm-hmm. 100%. You get to demolish a pool table and then sing Hokey Pokey while you do it. And also say this line I was going to grab the world by the balls and squeeze.
1: This is a meltdown of epic proportions. The salary got cut by $100,000. How does that happen? Maybe
0: because he's jacking off at work every day. <laughs> Still got a secretary.
2: <laughs>
1: a secretary.
2: He's got a fucking housekeeper. He's got this beautiful house. They have three cars, including a brand new fucking GMC Denali, Yukon Denali. Like, I'm thinking about, like, yo, you get oldest on 45, and his wife doesn't work. She just goes to the fucking gym and, like, works out with her whore friend. (laughs) <laughs> With her no ass and no rhythm, having ass, this movie is boring. I have no idea. You're what she's out of your about. I
1: think My. it's important to clarify here that when Amin says that Selma Blair has no ass, it's not
0: because of her acting. Thank you. Disagree. He asks if it makes sense to her. She says, "Of course it does." Her her version is creating life, and then it's nothing like you hoped it would be. He says, "I used to be Brent, and you used to be Candle, and now
1: wow. we're just." Mom, mom and dad. dad they
0: said it they said it <laughs> <laughs> he said it he said it Selma is rushing home a lady tries to throw her stroller in front of the car news report on the radio says don't go near your children a high-pitched noise comes in and hits her and she's home looking for the kids Cage is on the floor knocked out he starts to come to as she steps up to him he says you're home early she says so are you they stare intensely at each other and then he says they're in the basement.
2: I thought they were going to fuck, one. Two, how does he know they're in the basement if he got knocked
0: out before they escaped? Maybe he heard it. His senses are going crazy right now. Selma's trying to act nice with the kids. Carly admits to stealing the money. Selma says she understands, wants her to unbolt the door. Carly won't do it. Selma's eye starts to twitch, that's when Cage starts beating on the door, screaming,
3: YOUR MOTHERFUCKING MOTHER SHOULD OPEN THE DOOR! MOTHERFUCKERS, YOU'RE GOING TO OPEN THIS MOTHERFUCKING DOOR! Carly! Not so
1: helpful. Joshy! Assless right now, you guys. He's definitely assless. There's no
0: ass to be seen. No ass to be seen. (gasps) Carly! Joshy! Oh, that reminds me. This pissed me off today. Aminu and when I were on the radio, he called Sean Marks Marxy It really bothered me. Like Marxie just had to bring that up again. Selma gets the toolkit. She takes out an electric saw. He says, "That's not going to cut through the door." She says, "The hell it won't. It's a sawzall. That means it saws all." It doesn't work so great. So Cage goes upstairs to get his gun. It's missing. Then he hears the gunshot, and Josh has the gun. Shot it through the door. Selma's screaming. Hit her in the arm. Selma didn't know that uh, Cage bought a bought a handgun she lectures him on how one in five adolescents injure themselves involving firearms
2: very very calmly lectures him about that like with that that stat which may or may not be too I wrote this movie's educational <laughs> exactly I felt like I, I fell into an educational
1: Selma <laughs> exposition yes
2: but also you know this is the funny part as I said oh man I hope we don't get a flashback here <laughs> <laughs>
0: spoiler alert we do combination for the lock was uh josh's birthday cut to a flashback of the kid playing with the gun in front of the mirror
1: in his underwear he's doing his taxi driver impression
0: cut back to cage saying damn it someone's got an idea cage wants to take the bullet out and she says to leave it he pours alcohol in the wound she's bandaging he is dead dumping alcohol oh my god <laughs> she's kind of acting her ass off here though i don't think that's an easy thing to like pretend the pain she's getting blown off the screen by nick cage so that's it's true yeah pretty it's, hard tough, to, to it's do anything. tough to judge yeah the kids hear a lot of moving around upstairs nick moves the oven he unscrews the gas line tapes a hose to the valve they run the hose to the basement that's when uh, selma blair sees the body of sunyi's kid in the garbage can outside
2: they couldn't even give us like the overhead shot up her lifeless eyes or something. It's not needed to I me. Mean, it's all implied. It's subtlety. This movie's very subtle. Actually, it wasn't implied because I didn't know. And it wasn't subtle. because There are flies
0: everywhere. You can hear the flies. You, I didn't know what body. was in
2: there. I thought maybe it was a dead animal that was in the train. Well, she's going to let you know
0: later, all right? Exactly. That's why, why I open... said it's not subtle. She buries the opening of the window. Uh, he runs the gas to the hose and says, love you. He's being super supportive during this whole, like, let's figure out how to kill these kids scene. He's being a terrible father. He's being a good husband. Feels like I'm talking to myself. Does it feel like I'm talking to myself? Carly's got the gun. Selma's taping over the bullet holes in the door, trapping in the gas. As Carly starts to poke the tape, she stabs through with a knife, trying to get him away from the door. Now the gas is just leaking into the basement. They'll hear the kids coughing when it's filled the basement, and they'll cut the door down then, sitting there and waiting, and hours pass by. Kids are coughing. They're talking in the basement. Carly is saying, Mom and Dad are trying to kill them. They're going to get out of there. She goes to a big vent in the basement, takes the vent door off. She's looking inside the wall with a flashlight finds a box of matches, starts setting up a trap, tells Josh to be quiet, stay back, and cover his nose. They hear him cough as she slides the striking part of the box, the matchbox, under the door. She tapes it down. She sets up the matches to strike it if the door opens. Pretty good trap. It's actually pretty brilliant.
2: Really? You think it's brilliant?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: We are stuck in a basement full of gas. I know. I'll ignite it and that'll She kill. knows
0: they have an escape plan. Did, did yeah, you not she, pay attention what? to the vent?
2: How did they get upstairs? I have no I, I still don't know how they got upstairs.
0: There's a vent. There's a vent. They climb, they climb in between the walls in the crawl space and get upstairs.
2: How did they get that high? That shit is up on the ceiling. They're beams and shit. It's the frame of a house. Uh, they can't climb. The fucking one. The one little kid was barely big enough to even fucking. He's big enough to shoot a goddamn gun. Which is also weird. Why was he the one who shot the gun? Why wasn't she? The one he's the one that shot. found it. Because he's oh, the one Jesus that found
1: Christ. it. Taxi driver. Yeah, taxi driver. Also,
2: also. I mean, have you not hey, seen Taxi Driver? Nicolas Cage, Bob and- De Niro. Hey, Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair, if your plan all along is to kick the door down, why do you need the gas to slow them down? I thought they were just going to gas them so they die. Because they have
0: a gun.
2: Wait, no, stupid. They put the gas before they even knew there Me, was a Me, stupid? Gu- you didn't
0: even know they clapped the fucking walls.
2: How would they know they had a gun?
0: The plot hole we should be
1: focusing on is that if the gas is getting into the air vent, the whole house would be full of gas.
0: possible they didn't know that. But how do they know they had a gun? Because he shot his mom that's how we knew just keep going they go and hide nick starts sawing the lock off because he hears the coughing kids go through the wall vent mom has a mallet as the kids go through the crawl space he knocks the lock out kids are above the parents that's when nick opens the door the matches strike and a huge flame blows him back as the screen goes black
1: slow motion explosion
0: fireball over nick cage's face This had to have been $2 million. Selma comes to, grabs the mallet as she shakes off the cobwebs. David starts to come to as well, so he's not dead. That's good to know. Selma sees the hole blown through the wall. She hears the kids jumping down from upstairs. She chases after Carly, who locks herself in a room.
2: Once again, so you've just had this explosion that's knocked out your two parents, and you have clearly escaped. Why don't you get the fuck out of the house? We don't know how much time passed i literally don't know what you're talking about
0: selma is trying to knock the door down we flash back to young carly putting on makeup in front of the mirror selma says okay she doesn't have to be afraid of her ever Then starts teaching her about applying makeup and then we go back to current day she busts down the door hits the mirror with the mallet carly bites her she rips carly's hair damon restrains selma they're all struggling damon is not strong this nigga's still alive (laughs) in the (laughs) closet (laughs) <laughs> jokes he used to think about his parents getting divorced was the worst thing in his life but it turns out it doubled his chance of survival this is terrible that's kind of clever
2: these motherfuckers are making jokes they're laughing they're giggling we
1: used to think we had it bad
0: josh comes in the room asks where mom is that's when selma tries to bust through the door she has a hanger she's uses it as a weapon and she stabs damon through the fucking cheek <sighs> fish hooks him impossible pulls it out of his cheek and selma knocks him off the second floor to the living room she is fucking him up
1: he is sure catching a lot of blows considering the parents are only supposed to be murdering their own kids
2: he falls and Selma Blair momentarily forgets what she's supposed to be doing because she just stands there and stares at him everybody stares at him
0: Nick burned and with cereal stuck to his face grabs the saw he just starts repeating saws all means it saws all iconic (laughs) the kids trapped in the kitchen Carly starts apologizing for saying they have no life and not talking ever Selma says whatever and Nick Cage just keeps saying saws all
3: that's
0: when the doorbell rings his parents are there it stops them dead in their tracks he gets the door and his mom maces him the doorbell rings they stop it breaks
2: the trance and they're like they
1: go right back to normal yeah
2: oh your parents are supposed to come today oh man i forgot so i said so social graces stop the murder got it
0: maybe it's a bell that does got it okay his dad stabs him to which he goes holy shit dad you killed me you fucking killed me he says bullshit i missed your gut cry baby i'm gonna get you now josh says not to hurt his dad he says there's my little piss and vinegar nick chases after josh grandpa chases after nick it's a human centipede of trying to kill kids nick this whole time acting his ass off i agree <laughs> is barking
2: i don't know i don't know
0: barking so much <laughs>
2: Even DMX thought he was doing too much.
0: Selva stops the mother-in-law from grabbing a knife, says that she doesn't want to kill Brent. That's when uh, the mom calls Kendall a whore and says Kendall's not even a real name. That's a great line. You were never good enough for him. You're a whore. Kendall's not even a real name. Josh goes into the Trans Am, Nick chases with an axe, and we get a flashback. Just what we needed. About the time Nick said he fucked up. He tells a story of... Stealing the keys to his dad's Firebird, burn. The car ended up uh, getting totaled, to which I then thought, did that topless girl die? Also, why is he telling his nine-year-old about pussy? Well, all right, he catches himself. That's not fair. He says that his dad sold no, it to no, him no, 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 after no. the crash. He no, had to no, learn how to no. fix it. And by the end of the summer, he had it fixed. Calls it a pussy magnet and says, sorry, chick magnet.
2: I wrote that line before he actually said that.
0: Who's to say? There's so many flashbacks. Who's to keep track? No, no,
2: no, no. He says to him, I was such hot shit. He was cussing his ass off already. But I'm like, okay. Like, I was such hot shit. I had, I I I took your grandpa's car and then got this girl, not your mom, other girl. I used to, you know, I used to get somewhere. And he's telling them about basically having this topless bitch in his car. Titty donuts.
1: Look, he's not a good dad. No one's saying he's a good dad in this movie. How did the fucking car get totaled when he's doing teddy donuts
0: in an like an empty parking lot? Well, you could hear a, a semi truck horn.
1: Yeah, a semi. <laughs> we don't hey, see it.
0: Maybe that a Walmart trying to deliver? I don't know. A bunch of quick cuts. Ask Tracy Morgan how that goes. Sound effects. He jokes in the flashback that if he ever touches that car again, it will fucking kill him. Cut back to him in the car.
1: As he reminisces about the pussy he got in that car, he does this quick little lick of the beer can, like flicks his tongue at it like it's a goddamn clitoris. It was amazing. Bashes the T-top the with the pickaxe. Grandpa's
0: stabbing him in the hamstring. Ah, he says,
3: Get your claws off me, you goddamn foamy dinosaur. Fucking dinosaur. I fought in wars. Shit.
0: What have you done? Ah. <laughs> he stabs him, slams the car through the garage that's when selma gets maced by the mom then hits her with a mallet she's chasing after carly hits her in the back of the head and she goes crush her the mother-in-law comes out and grabs her that's when selma throws her towards the driveway as the car exits the garage kills both the grandparents i mean go ahead and finish your budget
2: so we got another uh
0: what's it one two,
2: 17 cents spent on the cgi we, we built this city, city. We built this city on CGI. We built this city on
1: CGI.
2: We built this city on CGI. Of the grandmother flying through the bed and the grandpa flying through the car, it yeah. is the absolute worst CGI we've had on the show. No, since no. Was it knowing was the one with the plane crash?
0: No, that yep. was good CGI. That was terrible CGI. No, get out of here. No, Catwoman. All the CGI was bad. Get how dare yes, you? Yes. Come on. Put some respect on the origin of CGI City. Exactly. Then Selma starts coming after Carly again, and Damon knocks her the fuck out with a shovel. This kid's resilient. Still not dead. This kid could take a punch or a hook, you know? Or a fall from the second story. Cut the mom and dad chain to a pipe in the basement. Parents are trying to act normal to the kids as they struggle to get out of their restraints. Why are they still here? The basement that was
1: blown to shit like 10 minutes ago.
0: <laughs> Now they show they're crazy. They're nuts. He sees a billiard ball roll towards him. He starts crying. Get the sawzall. I love you, dad. Oh, sweetie. I love you, mom. Me too. Don't you know we love you both more than anything in the world? And that's when Nick Cage says, sometimes we, sometimes we just want to. And then it cuts to the credits. Roll credits. I've
2: never been angrier for the end of a bad movie.
0: Nick Cage said this was his favorite
1: movie that he'd filmed in the last 10 years. Which prompted me to look up the interview. Where he
0: explained what his three favorite movies are that he's done and much more. Of the last 10 years. So it's Mom and Dad, Drive Angry, and Joe. Never heard of any of those Oh, I've seen Drive Angry. It is. It's great.
1: And Joe is another one that, like Mandy, actually
0: supposed to be pretty good.
2: You mean like Mom and Dad was supposed to be pretty good? That kind of pretty good?
0: The flashback with Topless Girl. This is also used by Brian Taylor in an episode of Happy. The Warren Easter. And yo, who's in it? Who's in that scene? Christopher Maloney. Our friend, I Am Wrath in Wet Hot American Summer. John
1: Waters named this film among his 10 favorite released in 2018. Ironically, it shares a title with Mom and Dad, a film that Waters had previously cited and having a huge impact on his aesthetics and career trajectory. All right,
0: where do we want to go next with this? There is no, uh, unfortunately, Tony Medley was not at the Toronto Film Festival, so he didn't review it. Do we want to talk more about the interview or just, just clip it in? Well, he doesn't act anymore, he feels. You know, I feel like that's important.
2: It's important to recognize for the people who are going to listen to this podcast. You got to look up this interview because he looks more in character for a movie at the interview than he does in this entire movie.
1: It looks like he's filming Primal. He might have been on that set, right? He's going to walk off the set of this interview and film Primal. It does look a lot like that.
2: Untitled Indiana Jones Project.
0: For people who have not seen this movie, how would you describe this?
3: Oh, everyone's
2: looking at me.
3: Uh, Punk rock, rebellious, irreverent, original, badass. Um, That's
0: why we're looking at you. Very happy to be back.
3: I said to uh, Brian, who is the visionary behind all the things you know, uh, my three favorite movies I have made in the last 10 years. Number one, Mom and Dad. Number two, Drive Angry. Number three, Joe. What happened was, he gave me the script. So we did Spirit of Vengeance together. So I knew, and I will be so bold, he's my Kurosawa and I'm his Mahune, or Mahune if I want to be Japanese correct. Um, He lets me do what I need to do and he knows how to utilize me. Um, I'm user friendly for Brian, but we have a shorthand. So he gave me the script. I turned him down. He wanted me to do TV. I said, I can't do TV. I'm FM effing movie star. But what happened was he gave me the script. Uh, and he said, now this is, what did you say? What was the, there was something you said. What was it?
0: The, uh, this is our gift for the movie gods.
3: This is our gift to the movie gods. So I read it. And I said, Brian, we're doing this. We went everywhere. Nick Chartier, Voltage. So long, sucker. He didn't want to do it. He missed out, because last night, shit was off the hook. Mr. Cage, how many kids do you have? Uh, two, and two grand grandchildren.
1: You're a grandfather?
3: Yes, I sure am.
1: Does the term over the top even register?
3: You show me where the top is, and I'll let you know whether I'm over it or not, alright? I design where the top is. Brian can speak more to this than I can. He knows how spiritual acting is for me. I don't even like the word acting anymore. I don't, because it implies mine in some way. I don't act. I feel and I imagine and I channel. But can I just say one thing? Do not ever invite Ghostwriter to a Christmas party. Don't do that. And he knows why, You just and he did.
1: And what
0: happened? Uh,
1: Let's just say this movie was my revenge. Honestly, this interview just did so much for, like it deepened my appreciation for him.
0: He's amazing. I've been trying to tell you guys this. You know he's only two Best Actor Awards behind Daniel Day-Lewis? I'm only three Best Actor Awards behind Daniel Day-Lewis. That's a good point. You're a zero-time winner, and Nick Cage can't say that.
1: It was a Kanye West level of, psychotic delusion. Oh,
0: I, I, I don't know if I like that.
1: I know you don't. I don't know if I like that. I don't I don't agree. I agree to disagree there. I have to respect any creative's self-belief when it's that high. Nick Cage's belief in himself
0: unquantifiable. How could you not believe in yourself when you have that kind of ability? Show me where the top is, you know, like you can, show you me. Can, <laughs> and I'll let you know if I'm above it. I mean, like, look. You may not have liked the movie, it sounds like. Although, I guess we haven't gotten to File yet. But, Nick Cage is fantastic in this movie. Can we agree on that? This is not my favorite Nick Cage movie that we've reviewed. Not what I asked you. Can we agree?
1: Sounds like you're setting up the Golden Dumpster nominees (laughs) this time around. Samantha LaMole as the foul-mouthed, horny friend Jenna. Sun-Yi the housekeeper. Evan the dumb kid that runs to his parents first and gets killed. Dr. Oz explaining savaging. Cinephobe legend Nicholas Cage, Transams, Grandma and Grandpa coming in strong at the end, Cage licking the beer can, the birth scene, and Titty Donuts.
0: I mean, what's your golden
1: dumpster?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I guess Titty
1: Donuts? <laughs> okay, Maze. I'm giving it to Cage, the man himself. He got a unanimous golden dumpster for Wicker Man. Zach, you gave him the golden dumpster for Ghost Rider. How can I not? I'm doing it for this. Okay. Once he starts cranking it up, after he cranks down <laughs> at work, the movie it's another level.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be the pool table scene. So the whole pool table monologue? Yeah, man, that's phenomenal. I was one hundred percent sex. At no point in my life have I ever been one hundred percent sex. Ninety, sure. Ninety three, maybe. 100% sex. Well, you've never owned a Trans Am. That's true. I've never owned a Trans Am. That's a pussy magnet. Sorry, chick magnet.
2: It reminds me of uh, the car from Teen Wolf 2, right? Like everybody- yeah, it's
0: the same car. The same car, just different color. Pontiac. file I mean. You gotta go first, Zach. Oh, I gotta go first. I mean, I think Nick Cage does an incredible job in this movie. I think Selma Blair does an incredible job in this movie. Lance Henriksen. Very funny in his one scene. It's not a great story. Give you that. It's a little disjointed at times. I don't love Brian Taylor's style. But Cage carries it. If it was on TV, I would 100% throw it on. I've watched it twice in a month. Yeah, it's a yeah, file. Me. Absolutely follow me. I mean,
2: This movie not only is a faux, But I, I think I've figured out this is how we're going to get this thing under control. See, I picked... The breakup last week, because I thought the positivity, the exuberance would come back, and everybody would be like, you know what, man, let's get this pod back to when, the better times. And I really foolishly thought, like, Zach, when Zach said, oh, I got a great one. I was like, oh, finally, we got a little momentum here. And then I saw what you did, Zach. I know exactly what you did. And so I fold this movie respectfully, and I cannot wait. I wait with bated breath for the rotation to come back towards me because I'm going to pick something that's going to hurt you. Like you've hurt me with your last 7 million picks. You son of a bitch.
0: Oh, I guess I wish that you'd gone into this one with an open mind to paying attention to the first scene. Like, see, I think you got lost because you didn't see the train scene. I think it sent you into a bad place. So it doesn't feel like a genuine pick from you.
2: This terrible movie sent me into a bad place.
0: I'm fine. Look, I'm prepared for Maze to to phobe it as well, and I'll keep that percentage high. I don't care. This is a fun movie. Uh, I wanted a fun movie. It's a fun movie.
2: Maze, go ahead.
1: All right, Brian Taylor style. Abrasive. I felt like I was watching Crank. That's fair. As soon as the movie started, yeah. it's got a lot of questionable things like the Dr. Oz monologue and they're all watching the news on portable DVD players and all of a sudden it's a zombie movie when all the parents show up at the school and you know, what the hell is going on? But then Cage wakes up and then Cage gets going and he Crushed it. This was his favorite movie, and I could feel it. I could feel how much he enjoyed doing this. As Brian Taylor says, he's a force of nature. You can't really direct him. You kind of just have to steer him and unleash him. And he was fully unleashed, and I will file it for that reason. Wow. Fuck both of you guys. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. I'm going so fucking revenge tour with my next 70 picks. I'm going to make everybody fucking miserable. You guys think you're the only ones who can play this game? Buckle up, motherfuckers, because I'm going to start bringing pain now. No more of this nice guy bullshit. No more of this, hey, let's get some good laughs. Let's give a good vibes. We want to hurt people? Let's hurt people. Let's fucking hurt people. Amin? Good luck. You already quit, so. Oh, no, but now that's exactly it. I'm back, baby. I'm like a fucking undead. You can't kill me now. Amin? You think you can
0: hurt me more than I can hurt you with these picks? Absolutely. I haven't even fucking begun. Let's start. Let's- You're see. gonna wish I picked After Earth again. Oh
2: no. I'm reaching and I'm hitting you right in the nuts, man. I'm doing a square shot in the nuts right there, just like balling up my fist, cocking back, and then pop! I'm popping you in the nuts, and then you and your little fucking friend over there. I'm taking a two by four and hitting him in the nuts too.
1: Is that me? Am I the little friend? Yes. Oh, okay. It's like six seven. That doesn't really make sense. I don't know why you're dragging me into this. This is like clearly between you two guys. Because you filed this shit. I don't know what to tell you, man. The dude acted his ass off. Off. Assless.
2: Y'all want to play? Let's play. Let's play. Next time we make love,
3: you introduce me to Jade.
0: What's your
1: pick <laughs> my pick so as I told you guys in the chat I've been going through it I've been trying to figure out what's next I thought that I was starting the run with what hot American summer I was proven tragically wrong with that and there's three movies on Showtime that I've been staring at and one movie on Amazon that I've been staring at I haven't seen any of them I'm taking us back in time to a simpler time to a time of the lawnmower man never seen that movie I'm getting the word right out of the way. Oh, that
0: word is everywhere.
1: The word is in the ether. I'm surprised the word isn't in the title. Oh, and oh, the reason they put it over the top? And the goddamn podcast. Uncle Frank, he's back. Yeah, baby. Repeat offender.
0: Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind.